0: time, Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And a pretty quick meeting last night, less than an hour long. Alderwoman Erin Conley, as the conductor, the Council Committee of the Whole Chairman, uh, kept the train on time. Nice. And still plenty to capture here for you to learn what happened in the last night's Springfield City Council meeting. It's brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch head west subs. All right, let's get right into it. Plenty to cover, including how much money is in the city's checkbook. Here is Treasurer Misty Busher with the regular uh, finance report for the city of Springfield last night. The
1: corporate fund in the month of October had a beginning balance of $42,258,899. We took in total receipts of $11,618,107. We had total disbursements of $11,796,388 which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of October of $42,080,618. Chair Conley, of that current ending balance, the balance of the ARPA funds included in that would be $15,202,007 to date. Thank you, Chair Conley. This concludes my report. Thank you very much.
0: So there's $15 million from federal COVID relief Funds, tax dollars that the city's still got. That's the first of two tranches. Totally, they're going to get like uh, $34 million. So they've already spent about $2 million of that this tranche. Uh, they'll get another $17 million next year. But that's a lot of money that uh, we're going to be hearing, I'm sure, more about how that's going to be spent. Uh, but they could be dipping into it for other things as well. One of those uh, remains in committee to uh, help offset the revenue declines for the city's parking meter operations and that remains in committee this is relevant uh, a little bit later on in the meeting
2: clerk lesko can you um well does anyone have any movement on any of these ordinances to being held in committee
0: so that's typically a group of ordinances that have been just kind of uh, lingering for weeks if not months and uh it's things that alderman just didn't want to consider at the time and one of those happens to be saying hey give us a couple of hundred thousand dollars from the arpa dollars to pay for the uh parking meter stuff so we'll hear about that conversation a little bit later on because there's a separate ordinance that's up for consideration to take the money from the city's corporate fund not from the ARPA dollars Uh, but again we'll get to that coming up a bunch of ordinances because last night was the committee of the whole I think yesterday and I was toiling around with this in my head Last night, while I'm trying to sleep, I'm like, did I talk about tonight being a council meeting or a committee of the whole? And I, we were talking with uh, Alderwoman Purchase about the Floyd's Thirst Parlor tiff money deal. And wasn't sure if I said that was going to be happening in three weeks or in two weeks. It was on first street. So uh, last night was a committee of the whole where they determine ordinances are going to be either put onto the debate agenda or they're going to be put on the consent agenda. Uh, so they powered through a bunch of those ordinances last night. And here's just a smattering of some.
2: Public Works 2021-443. An ordinance authorizing the purchase for rock salt from Tempest Minerals America Incorporated under state contract number 22-416 CMS-DOSS4-B. Dash twenty-four seven nine five in an amount not to exceed four hundred fifty-six thousand three hundred thirty-six dollars for the Office of Public Works. For consent. Second.
1: Like
0: you know winter's coming when the city's getting ready to spend four hundred fifty thousand dollars on rock salt. <laughs> so they advance that one next.
2: Authorizing execution of a contract for purchase of police hold interest from the Perry State Bank and Trust. For our old marina properties to be used for wildlife preserve in an amount not to exceed $375,000.
0: So we're going to be buying some property with city funds, $375,000 to have a, what was that again? Some kind of wildlife refuge? Properties or, to be used for wildlife preserve. Wildlife preserve uh, is, is what they're calling it. So uh, that measure advances. And next, another ordinance. An ordinance living and
2: assessing taxes to partially fund the statutory contribution to the of the police and fire pension
0: funds. Move to debate.
1: Second. Thank
0: you. So that was put on debate, but there was no debate last night, which I think is why the meeting was less than an hour. They didn't really debate each one of these ordinances. So we may hear more about that next week. Another ordinance.
2: Authorizing a supplemental appropriation in the amount of $200,000 for the Office of Public Works and the Office of Budget Management.
0: All right. So here we go. What are we talking about with this $200,000? Uh, Alderman uh, Donelan, I believe, asked to uh, get an explanation. Here is Budget Director Bill McCarty explaining this ordinance.
3: This is for the Motor Vehicle Parking Fund. We had put in the budget $300,000 for a subsidy because no revenue was being collected from the hotel across the way. Uh, that's $80,000 we're not getting no money from meters, and no money from parking tickets. There is personnel paid out of that fund. Uh, We have already exhausted the $300,000 in subsidy, and we brought forth a ordinance to the council for some ARPA funds for revenue replacement, which is what they're for. Uh, That's been held in committee, so uh, this option is to do a subsidy from corporate. One way or the other, we need money in the fund if we're gonna make payroll got no revenue coming in and we have expenses it's <laughs> got to come from somewhere it's got
0: to come from somewhere so either give us some of those ARPA dollars or give us some of those corporate dollars corporate fund dollars tax dollars uh Alderman conley uh chiming in on this we are still enforcing
2: time limits and you know yeah but the like ticket that.
3: revenue is substantially less than what it normally is okay yeah we run the cash flows that doesn't need expenses
0: So, yeah, uh, even though they're still enforcing time limits, um, they're not enforcing, you know, if uh, you you didn't plug the meter. But if you were there for more than 30 minutes and the sign says only 30-minute parking, then you can get a ticket. There's just not enough tickets to cover all of that. So uh, they still have expenses. Alderman Williams chiming in.
3: Which fund would be um, most appropriate? I mean, would we prefer to use ARPA or do we want to do the supplemental?
0: So, again the measure to have arpa dollars cover the costs that remains in committee that's not the measure they're talking about right now they're talking about a measure to give a uh, couple of 100,000 dollars from the corporate fund to the parking situation so which which is better which is the best approach here the arpa dollars which are tax dollars or the corporate fund dollars which are tax dollars <laughs> All funds are fungible. Uh, here's Haldeman Hanauer.
4: Again, we get back to you know we keep using fund balance, and and eventually we're gonna hit a hit a mark where where we're gonna be
0: in trouble budget director mccarty um, laying it out there that listen i mean it doesn't matter where the money comes from we need to cover these expenses
3: what makes the most sense is the arpa funds because that's exactly what they're for that's their intended purpose revenue replacement is one of the four pillars however in this case it really is a six one half dozen other argument you can use fund balance for anything if you want to use two hundred thousand in arpa funds for a you know a sewer a drainage project you can easily use two hundred thousand dollars in fund balance for the same thing so it really is a six one half dozen argument it doesn't really matter
0: so, yeah. But but it makes most sense uh, to do the ARPA dollars. But, uh, again, you know, you can offset the other spending with some of the, the, uh, you know, for instance, if there's sewer needs, then, you know, you can use the ARPA dollars for that and not use fund balance for that. Uh, So you could then take it from the fund balance to cover the the parking meter stuff. Or you can just take it out of the $15 million that you have sitting there from the ARPA dollars. Uh, Alderman Williams chiming in. I think tonight... uh if, if, we, if this ordinance, but we need to remove the other one out of committee. You know, Was that in, a
2: motion, Alderman?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's a motion. But they got this measure they got to deal with. Uh, here's Alderwoman Conley.
3: Next week, we'll have uh, or Alder, a final There we go. You know, on what, how we're going to give this money.
0: Right? Is it going to be out of the corporate fund, or is it going to be out of the ARPA dollars? We didn't table
2: that, which would require a greater um, number of people Order. to vote to move it out. It's it. just being held in, con- okay. in committee. Okay.
3: Yeah, we just need one or the other. It's whatever counts as pleasure. We don't
0: need both. Don't need both. Uh, please don't double up on that, uh, because, so well, th- you know. <laughs> it would just be wasteful. Uh, here's Alderwoman DeCenso.
1: So in this ordinance, you're asking for... $200,000, and for the ARPM one, you're asking for 364371
3: right. The 200000 was the minimum that we felt like the fiscal officer and in public, in public works felt like you needed to get through the year. The other one was the true revenue replacement calculation.
0: So, again, um, one is 200000 one's like 300000 plus thousand. which is better. Uh, either way, they just need to be able to get the uh, the funds where they need to go. Final word from McCarty on this. If we're
3: taking it from corporate, we're looking for the minimum of what we feel we'd be comfortable having in order to get through the year.
0: All right. So that's uh, the discussion there. We will cover a few more ordinances after the break and get into a uh, conversation about uh, economic development and uh, trying to find employees. Uh, plus so much more here on the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Back with the WMAY morning news feed and the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Let's get to the next ordinance up for consideration from the Springfield City Council last night. Is this the right bite? If we're taking it from Yeah, okay, and it's not. I thought so. Uh, That was Budget Director McCarty from the last segment. Uh, Here's the next ordinance up for consideration.
2: The authorizing payment to Floyd's Thirst Parlor for the Rooftop Development and Kitchen Expansion Project located at 210-214 South 5th Street utilizing tax increment finance funds for an amount not to exceed $520,000 through the Office of Planning and Economic Development. Motion for consent. Second. Second. Motion and a second for consent. Is there any discussion?
0: (laughs) No discussion. Um, Well, there was a little bit of discussion, but interesting that that didn't get put on the debate agenda. That's right on the consent agenda. So I'm glad we talked with Alderwoman Lakeisha Purchase yesterday about this. uh, And hopefully we'll uh, get more information on it as well. Like, you know, the plans for expanding the kitchen and that rooftop bar, I think uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, Definitely looking forward to seeing that being developed. Uh, But uh, interesting that not much other debate happened here other than just a question of uh, are there TIF funds there to make this happen? And a city official says, yep. Eh, there's TIF the funds there.
1: Yes, this uh, this project has been uh, vetted by the ECDC, and we do have the appropriate funds in the central area, downtown TIF district.
0: All right. Uh, another ordinance that was up for consideration last night needed a bit of explanation. This one coming from Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso.
1: Yes. Um, so starting January 1st, a state law passed. It is the, the cottage law or the home-to-market law. So home cooks can sell their products at markets, farmers markets, things like that. Um, They do have to take a food handlers class, but we have to have this resolution on the books before it can go to the county department of public health
0: for them to get the uh, required license. So, there you go. It's an explanation of that ordinance from Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso. Coming back, we'll talk about economic development and about jobs and the workforce and how we can't have economic development if there aren't workers willing to work. Uh, So, we'll get to that conversation coming up. Also, where is that report about restructuring the fire department? This happened over the summer, approving an ordinance to have a report done, uh, but they still don't have the report and some aldermen getting uh, frustrated with the delays. We'll get to that as well. Back with the Council Roundup on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. All right, let's get into a conversation here. I think it's extremely important in a post-COVID era. If we're still in a post I don't even think it's post-COVID. It's COVID perpetual. <laughs> um, but uh, when it comes to labor and uh, you got businesses that are back, people are out shopping. They want to take part in what the uh, businesses have to offer from restaurants to retailers. They're out. I see it. Businesses are rocking. They're having a good time. Or are they? Well, there's a lot of uh, employee shortages uh, for whatever reason. Uh, what are some of those reasons? Well, hopefully this conversation will help uh, unpack that a bit. So the next ordinance up for consideration.
2: 2021-459, an ordinance approving Addendum 3 to the agreement of the land of Lincoln Economic Development Corporation now known as springfield Sagamon County Growth Alliance, previously authorized by Ordinance 237-06-18 to provide an additional $250,000 for a total amount not to exceed $1 million and extending the date of completion of the project until February 28, 2022, for technical and professional services to assist with
0: economic growth, within the city so alderman sean gregory uh one of the first to speak on this talking about how uh you know there really does need to be this focus on uh, economic activity uh and targeting certain areas of the states with uh, resources that are useful to help get economic expansion
3: um with with many developments in this upcoming year hopefully we got a lot of things rolling and 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 you know we're going to need you guys' help
2: and expertise and in, and in, in seeing a lot of these out
0: I believe it was Ryan McCrady last night from the uh, um, Sangamon County uh, uh, Growth Alliance. Um, he he was there uh, talking about uh, all of the the facets of this uh, study, of uh, the resources that are going to be used. Um,
5: it would we really need someone under contract like that, focused on those areas, because with a staff of four, you know, we get pulled in a lot of different directions. But I wanted to see someone that had the experience in doing that, focused on that. Also, those same areas have a lot of really good, or a, a lot of potential with incentive programs mm-hmm. that, that exist in those areas, and they will also be marketing those.
0: Alderman Redpath chiming in.
4: Uh, Capital City Shopping Center, which adjacent to my ward and ward three mm-hmm. and two, um, has been sitting vacant for 20 years at certain points. That has to be a priority for this yep. group. We it have is, to drive people to Dirksen Parkway and Stevenson and try to revitalize that that whole area. Um,
0: and that whole area is on their radar, that's for sure. Specifically, one of the areas that I talked to them about
5: and one of the areas they know about is the Capital City Shopping Center. If you think about all the traffic count that's going down Interstate 55... Near that, you have an interchange right there at Stevenson Drive. Um, There's really good opportunities to get that redeveloped. We just have to get the word
0: out. You know, I think this is something that we're going to have to talk about and get your input in on this. Um, Because there's a lot of potential to attract more people to the area. And I think one of those could be, and hear me out, I'm not a big mall guy, but if we had an outlet mall, I'm not talking about, you know, because a couple of weeks ago, we went up to the Schaumburg area. We went to a mall there, and it was a typical mall, <laughs> a little bit more um, storefronts than what uh, Springfield's White Oaks Mall has. Uh, and and I didn't see a lot of vacancies either. So, uh, But, but you know, we went to a mall in Schaumburg, huge mall. It was packed. There was tons of people all over the place. But it was not an outlet mall. The next day, we ended up going to an outlet mall where we actually spent money <laughs> because if I could go to a Clark's store and buy two sh- sets of shoes for cheap, I don't care if they're last season's shoes. And so I think an outlet mall, you get a lot more attraction. Uh, so so maybe we do that at uh, at Capital City Shopping Club. Pl- I don't know. I, I, you know. I'm not sure, but Maybe something that's right off the highway that's like, look, Outlet Mall right here. Boom. Uh, that could be a, a try. I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. I don't know. We'll have to open this conversation up a bit more. But more from last night's Springfield City Council meeting about uh, the focus on these various areas. Uh, here's Alderman uh, uh, Redpath, I believe.
4: But, you know, there's another aspect to this market. Okay. Mm-hmm. We just approved the sports complex out behind Shields. Right. They are going to be required to... Book people in those hotels We're going to fill those hotels We're going to fill them And people are going to want to go shopping And they're going to want to eat And they're going to want to do other things And so that's a different aspect that we've had That we didn't have before
0: So yeah, when the sports complex is built (laughs) Right? Uh, But Alderman Hanauer highlights how There's still something else that's lingering out there That's a big problem that needs to be addressed
4: I mean, you can walk into almost any restaurant Here in town and get a job right now Um, A lot of them you know they a lot a lot of people from what i'm hearing from the owners is if they come to work the work's too hard they, they don't want to work as hard as what what they have to work or whatever i don't know or they come and interview they're offered the job and then they never show up for the first day and we're in a real situation where we can't you know we want to grow but we can't grow
0: if we don't have the, the people that want to work, and that's that's the problem. How do you fix that? I mean, you, if you build it, they will work. Not, not necessarily. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, because you see it all over the place. The help wanted signs. Listen, I know nobody wants to work in the food service industry, but I'll tell you what, as somebody who spent five, six, seven, probably ten years in food service, as a young kid working throughout his teen years into his early 20s and and so on I, it was a very very um, let's just say rewarding experience taught me a good strong work ethic taught me about how to uh, present myself to potential customers uh, it taught me uh, how to get along with a team it taught me how to pick up the slack of others. <laughs> it taught me how to multitask it taught me a whole host of things um i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for the world would i ever go back to food service eh, maybe it depends uh, if the if you know the right restaurant pops up and i really enjoy it uh but but yeah i mean you can build it but that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna come here's uh, back to ryan you don't take
5: somebody that hasn't had a job for a long time and put them into a restaurant waiting tables in one step It's unfair to them, it's unfair to the business, it's unfair to the customer. Because they're not they're not ready for that
0: yet. And listen, I've I've trained servers. When I when I worked as a server, I, that that was one of my gigs. Was you know I'd go off the floor if we had new people come in, and I'd train them. And and the training process, at least for the restaurant I worked at, was about a week long. Uh, you know, you, you learn the menu, you learn the computer, you learn uh, the floor uh, situation, the tables, and then you follow and shadow uh, a server who's been doing it for a bit uh, to kind of learn the ropes. And it takes several days. Uh, So I don't know, are are restaurants doing that? Are they just like, okay, you got to get to work right now. And there should be some training components there. Can there be some subsidies to help offset the training costs? I don't know. Uh, But how do you help? Here's more from Ryan.
5: Having access to affordable and reliable child care is a classic barrier to getting people employed. That does not mean the city opens a daycare. But what it does mean is a community will work together and find a way to help solve that barrier. That'll make a big difference.
0: Alderwoman Desenso, uh, kind of reiterating what I just laid out about uh, the food service industry and how, yeah, it's a difficult job. There's no question.
1: Who here has waited tables in their I life? Yep, yeah, me. It's a hard job. Hard. Yeah. After I had been in the professional workforce for about 10 years, I'm like, oh, I can go back and you know maybe wait some tables at Indigo and make some extra money. I about killed myself. I mean, I'm not kidding. So you know if people aren't used to that level of labor then they are going to need some training and they are going to need some some help with that because it is not an easy job it's
0: not an easy job no that's that's true more from Ryan
5: if we don't show we have a system to get workers and we have, show we have a system that's getting workers we will not attract and retain business and that's why we put so much effort behind this working on it so
0: yeah I think that that's pretty crucial Um <laughs> If you don't have the workers, then you're not going to attract the businesses here that you need. Uh, So we need to to figure this situation out. And I don't think it's uh, isolated to just Springfield. I think it's a problem across the state and across the nation. All right, uh, let's hear some complaints from the alderman. Here's Alderman Redpath for Budget Director McCarty to answer some questions.
4: Uh, If Mr. McCarty could come up and tell us where we are with the fire department proposal
0: on the restructuring. Or was that Hanauer? That might have been Hanauer. I can't really make that out too well. Um, McCarty gets up, and uh, this is something that they approved over the summer, and they still don't have this report, a report that they could put on a shelf to collect dust. I guess the
3: lead consultant, a week and a half ago, he said that he had been delayed to a variety of personal issues, but that he was aiming to get the draft to us and mid-november so
0: this keeps getting delayed several weeks ago uh, mccarty was asked about it he said uh, we could get it in a couple of weeks and that was after a few weeks before that saying well it could come soon so uh he continues to talk about the issue
3: he did apologize and he acknowledged that they'd hoped to have it sooner but that things had happened and that they were going to try and bust their butts to get it to us as quickly as possible and he was shooting for again mid-november that's where we are and if you think back to, well, I don't think you were here at the time, but when we did the Maximus study, very sort of a similar situation. Oh, remember that. Ten years ago, ah. it took, I want to say that one might have taken five or six months, if I recall oh, correctly. Maximus so it's study. not inordinate that this would happen, that it would take a little longer than anticipated.
0: Right. right. Yeah, that Maximus study, I remember covering that. <laughs> it kept popping up, like, where's the study? Where's the study? You know, I
4: think we need to contact them. And have we paid them yet? We've certainly paid a portion. I don't know if we paid it all or not. It's been a while. They need to come. They need to get this thing to us. It, it's been long enough. I, I don't care who in their company writes a damn report, but, but the fact of the matter is, they owe us a report. You know, it's, I think we've given them plenty of time to do it. And if they, do, if you know, this is getting ridiculous. Uh, basically, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We've got. Uh, negotiations we've got all kinds of stuff going on we got you know um we just need we need the report right and if, if if they can't get it to us yeah then then we just
0: don't pay them yeah just don't pay them uh more from alderman hanauer
4: i i, I just think if, if they don't get it to us by the end of next week yeah. then then we tell them we're not paying them. They, they they failed their contract is what they've done
3: i understand your frustration We're all frustrated.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, when you pay several thousand dollars for a report and you still don't have that report after months and months and months, yeah, there's definitely going to be some frustrations. All right, that's your Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.